Hello friends and welcome to the third episode of Call of the Orient, the newest segment of Tabi Tabi Podcast where I, Ethan, tell you about Asian folklore or legends. We will be exploring in this new segment lesser-known and well-known mythical creatures and some haunted places as well. So, hi! I hope you've been enjoying the episode so far. Season 7 is about to end soon and I couldn't thank you guys enough for the love and support for this season. And before we proceed with the topic for today, a huge thanks once again to the people who sent their spooky stories, uh, specifically those who sent their personal encounters this season, Vanta, Ruben, Viren A, Anon, Daydreamer, MG, Leticia, and Crystal. Uh, please send us yours if you have one at officialtabitabipod at gmail.com. I am having so much fun reading your personal experiences with the paranormal. I am a little bit biased, but I really like the ones where mythical creatures are involved, so in any case, every story is really fun. So thank you, and uh, just once again, this is not limited to Filipinos only. Anyone can send their own paranormal stories, whether you're a foreigner or not, so I would really love to learn about your experiences and read them. Also, before we get to the final Call of the Orient creature for this season, a huge thank you to all my wonderful patrons, obviously. I changed the tiers so we now have the Multo, Tao, and Anito tier. So, a huge thanks and shoutout to Stephanie E, Terence, Genji, and Christina and on the Multo tier. For the Tao tier, a huge thanks and shoutout to Veronica R, Michelle G, Lee, Mona, her daughter Luna, Carl, Bonkers, and St. Peaches. And for the Anito tier, a huge thanks to Vinan A and Jordan. Thank you so very very much for your support and I hope you like the benefits of your current tier. And if you'd like to support the podcast and also get cool benefits, head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod. And for the amount of 2 or 4 or 6 dollars, you can have early access to add free episodes, exclusive contents, and more. I also uploaded an exclusive episode about the Corredor Island for this month and it's accessible if you're under that Anito tier. So join us and check the tier that fits your interest. And lastly, thank you so very much to our very talented artist Yosining. You can find this amazing dude on Twitter at Yosining and Instagram underscore Aldo's art. Uh, he's the one responsible for the wonderful artwork of each episode for this season so thank you so very much Yossi. With that said, settle in my dear listeners and let's begin. Today, we'll travel to Korea to discuss the Komiho. And I've got a surprise for you. This episode is produced in collaboration with Sandman Stories Presents. While I explain a few tidbits of information I found about this creature, Dustin from Sandman Stories Present podcast will tell us a Komiho story. So please wait until the end to listen to his story. Kumiho Kumiho, often known as the nine-tailed fox, is a creature from Korean folklore. Kumihos are akin to or similar to Hulijing of China and Kitsune from Japan. But Kumihos, according to the Korean folklore, are usually always depicted as evil. The key distinction is that the Kumihos are reported to have a yuwu guzzle or a fox marble. Now, I am just gonna refer to it as a fox marble because I don't know if I am pronouncing 
the Korean term for it correctly. So it's just a fox marble from here on out. So yeah, the Kumihos have a fox marble that contains knowledge. And according to Korean folklore, stealing and swallowing a fox marble grants the Kumiho power and understanding or intellect. Now, the method of absorbing the fox marble is similar to a deep kiss. And if, however, someone or some human can take and swallow the Kumiho's fox marble during that kiss, that person will not only die but will also gain the incredible knowledge of the sky, land, and people. Um, let me rephrase that. The person can either die from swallowing the fox marble or they will gain incredible knowledge of the sky, land, and people. I, I'm not entirely sure what that means. And um, according to another version, the Kumios are succubus-like in their feeding on the mental energy of the host, although they usually leave their victims alive but devoid of humanity. A Kumiho may return to a favorite host several times over months or years and some of them develop a true fondness for their feeding partners and some, uh, I guess, fall in love with them as well. Many Kumihos spend most of their lives disguised as humans and only revealing their actual odd forms when defending themselves. So in times of danger only then will they show their true forms. Most of the time they are just like us humans walking on the face of the earth. Each Kumiho's tail ends in a mask-like visage which they may shape to resemble any body they desire to disguise themselves as. Kumihos are obsessed with mortal beauty and frequently collect faces deemed beautiful by different civilizations or animals. I am unsure uh, as to how the Kumihos uh, collect faces. I don't know if they necessarily need to kill a human or they just literally copy it. I'm not entirely sure. Um, some tales say that by not eating human flesh for a thousand days, Kumihos can become human. And it is alleged that foxes that live a thousand years become Kumihos. They are also known to shapeshift and often transform into women to seduce men and eat their liver or heart. And I also found these stories in an article about the Kumiho in Korean literature. Uh, in a story titled Transformation of the Kumiho, the Kumiho transform into an identical resemblance to a bride during a wedding. And not even the bride's mother can tell them apart. So the only way for them to distinguish whether or not this is the human bride and the fox bride is when they remove the clothes so i deduced from this uh storyline i guess that they can just copy the faces and not the body because the kumiho according to the story transformation of the kumiho the kumiho is finally discovered when her clothes are removed so underneath the clothes i don't know fox like i guess who knows and when transforming into a human being, the Kumiho is normally depicted as taking on a feminine form. But the Kumiho in The Maiden Who Discovered a Kumiho Through a Chinese Poem transforms into a young man who seeks to mislead the maiden into marrying him. And it should be noted that this is the only instance, according to the article, in which the Kumiho transforms into a man. And most of the time in other stories, the Kumiho takes the form of a lovely maiden or girl. 
And now, let's listen to Dustin of Sandman Stories present tell us a story about a kumiho. Hey Ethan, this is Dustin from the Sandman Stories Presents podcast, and you are asking about Gumiho, the nine-tailed fox from Korean lore. They're a pretty popular character in Korean lore. There was a TV show on it, My Girlfriend is Gumiho, and I found a story in the Korean folk tales, Imps, Ghosts, and Fairies by Im Bang and Yuk Yi, and I'm going to read it to you. Now, this isn't a, a traditional gumiho with the nine tails, but it is the story of a fox. They say that among the long-lived creatures are the tortoise, the deer, the crane, and the fox, and that these long-lived ones attain to special states of spiritual refinement. If trees exist through long ages, they become coal. If pine resin endures, it becomes amber. So the fox, if it lives long, while it never becomes an angel or spiritual being, as a man does, takes on various metamorphoses and appears on earth in various forms. So that was the intro to the story, and now the story. Igwe was the son of a minister. He passed his examinations and held high office. When his father was governor of Pyongan province, Kwe was a little boy and accompanied him. The governor's first wife being dead, Kwe's stepmother was the mistress of the home. Once His Excellency had gone out on an inspecting tour, the Yaman was left vacant, and Kwai was there with her. In the rear garden of the official quarters was the pavilion, called Hill Pagoda, that was connected by a narrow gateway with the public hall. Frequently, Kwai took one of the Yaman boys with him and went there to study. And once at night when it had grown late and the boy who accompanied him had taken his departure, the door opened suddenly and a young woman came in. Her clothes were neat and clean, and she was very pretty. Kwe looked at her carefully, but did not recognize her. She was evidently a stranger, as there is no such person among the dancing girls of the Yaman. He remained looking at her, in doubt as to who she was, while she, on the other hand, took her place in the corner of the room and said nothing. Who are you? he asked. She merely laughed and made no reply. He called her. She came and knelt down before him, and he took her by the hand and patted her shoulder, as though he greeted her favorably. The woman smiled and pretended to enjoy it. He concluded, however, that she was not a real woman, but a goblin of some kind, or perhaps a fox, and what to do, he knew not. Suddenly he decided on a plan, caught her, swung her onto his back, and rushed out through the gate into the Yaman quarters, where he shouted at the top of his lungs for his stepmother and servants to come. It was midnight and all were asleep. No one replied and no one came. The woman, then being on his back, bit him furiously at the nape of the neck. By this, he knew that she was a fox. Unable to stand the pain of it, he loosened his grasp when she jumped off to the ground and made her escape and was seen no more. What a pity that no one came to Kwai's rescue and made so sure of the beast. Im... Bang. So thank you, Ethan. Thank you for letting me be on here. And I really like what you're doing with the podcast. So keep it up. And that is it for the third and last episode of Call of the Orient this season. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned something new. The format will change for season 8 and I will make the announcement very soon. So um, just wait and see. 
And once again, thank you to Dustin of Sandman Stories Presents for collaborating with me. It really means a lot. And thank you so much for um, supporting me. Um, if you guys want to listen or unwind and listen to folklore stories, I highly recommend Dustin's podcast. Look for and listen to Sandman Stories Presents. I I have listened to a few of his episodes and I fell asleep instantly. It, it's, it's really relaxing. I, I must say it really is. So yeah, please go and support Dustin of Sandman stories presents and also thank you to yossi as well for the wonderful artwork you're one amazing dude as always and yeah if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please share it with others post about it on social media or leave a rating and review and if you want to support the podcast financially and get cool benefits as well please head over to patreon.com slash so you can gain early access to ad free episodes listen to patreon exclusive contents and more Thanks for listening to Tabi Tabi Podcast with me, Ethan. See you next week for more Tagalog lore. Bye!